0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Vision for You, a big book study. My name is Craig F. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, Today's date is February the uh, 5th, I think, isn't it? Um, Anyway, today we're reading from the big book, uh, and we are at uh, page 5. The sixth paragraph begins with renewing my resolve, and we're reading one paragraph. Today's readers are um, Allison E. for the 12 Steps, Amy K. for the 12 Traditions, Allison K., uh, L. for his reader, and Martha Z. and Kelly S. are the big book readers, and uh, uh, the reference number for uh, Sunday for yesterday's special edition is 12,496, more about alcoholism. Um, At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Allison E. to read the 12 steps.
1: Hi, good morning. This is Allison E. from New York, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual waking, awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice, this principle, practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Pass.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Allison. Okay. And now I'll ask Amy Kay to read the 12 traditions.
2: Good morning. It's Amy Kay in New York, a recovered compulsive overeater. Divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, a and anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10 Ever reminding us to place principles before personalities thank you for letting me do service and I pass
0: thank you okay how our meeting works our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous we read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read We're sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To to share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone in order to have a quiet meeting. Everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the Big Book um, on page, uh, excuse me, On page 5, the 6th paragraph, uh, beginning with Renewing My Resolve, right down at the bottom, we're reading one paragraph. Um, I will now ask uh, Allison L. to begin reading.
3: Thank you, Craig. Good morning. Uh, Renewing My Resolve, I tried again. Some time passed, and confidence began to be replaced by cocksureness. I could laugh at the gin mills. Now I had what it takes. One day, I walked into a cafe the telephone. In no time, I was beating on the bar, asking myself how it happened. As the whiskey rose to my head, I told myself I would manage better next time, but I might as well get good and drunk then, and I did. Oh, um, hello, all my friends and fellows, this is Allison L. I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Ohio, and I can relate so much to Bill here. I mean, my life was a big cycle of this happening over and over again. Um, That's what drove me into OA was that this kept happening and I I was realizing that um, I I couldn't manage better next time. Um, And then within OA, I had these uh, occurrences happen as well. And those were the occurrences that taught me um, that I really needed um, the, the... Recovery that was offered in OA, I needed that to be proved to me because I still within OA thought I could manage better um, by coming to meetings and just taking away what I learned. Okay, abstinence, check, got it. Okay, I need to pray. Okay, check, got it. Um, But then I learned that wasn't enough. And there's so many um, examples, but one particular um, that rises to my mind to share is um, while I was in OA, my son's, my oldest son's third birthday party, you know, I, I made cupcakes and I took them to the party and I didn't have any. I was, you know, feeling pretty good about myself. I was thinking, I've got this. Um, and then three days after his party, those cupcakes were still sitting in the garage because I had not been able to throw them away. And they were in the garage. They were hard and they were cold. And yet I found myself out there chewing on these uh, sugar-coated rocks at that point thinking what has happened um I, I knew better and yet um these were calling to me and i and i could not stop myself um and and that was you know no experience is wasted that was an experiment that taught me that not only did i need O.A. um and to pray but i needed entire abstinence And I needed to work through all of the steps in order, honestly and thoroughly, um, as I heard people say they had done, who were saying they were recovered and no longer um, doing this kind of experimentation. And that's what I wanted, um, to to no longer um, find myself in a situation saying, well, I might as well um, just eat whatever I want now, and then I'll start over the next time I go to a meeting or next Monday. Um, I didn't have to do that anymore um, once I was entirely abstinent and worked through the steps, and I, I live differently now. Nothing calls to me anymore as as a solution as far as food or substances go. So with that, I'll pass.
0: Okay. Thank you, Allison, um, for your share and your service. Uh, all right. Before we <clears throat> start taking names, I want to ask uh, everybody that if you've, uh, if you've shared in the last two days, uh, please uh, wait and give somebody else a chance to share. I'd like to hear from a variety of voices uh, today. So, who, who who would like to share on these on
4: Not this Madam Fran Mida. Madam
5: Fran M. Nida? Nida? Nida. 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 Oh. Fran,
6: M. Christina. I-O. Kathy K. K. Fran M.
0: Matt M. All right, I'm. I've got Fran M and Christine M, and there's somebody O. Who was that O? Not
6: M. Christina. Christina O.
0: Oh, Christina Ida O. Okay.
6: A. Not Ida A. M. Nancy A. Nancy P. Vasa Christina.
7: O. Harry oh, not
8: M.
9: Kathy K.
10: Not M. Nancy
8: P.
0: Right. Here's who I have. I have Fran M. Christina O, Ida A, Nancy T, Vasa O, and Cassie K. That's six. We're going to start with those. That's six. Okay, thank Fran you. M.
5: Thank you so and much. Th- thank you for leading the meeting, and thank you for um, the wonderful share and reading. And this paragraph, it's just a reminder to me of the constant pain of trying and failing. And it's probably something that every addict goes through. I know when I first came in, I actually was pretty lucky because um, I just had no idea there was any such thing as an eating disorder. And I had tried and failed for the almost eight years prior to coming into program. And as soon as I found out that there were other people like me, and more important that there was a solution I was able to get abstinent, um, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, Over the years, my abstinence has changed, and the way I do my food has changed. I now don't consider myself allergic to anything. I eat everything and anything. I do not overeat, and I don't eat volume. But um, the main point is I can never leave OA. I can never stop working the steps, and I can never stop my connection to the fellowship. It's like an electric cord that you plug in for a light. The minute I pull that plug, I can be back to compulsive behavior. For me, it's no longer binging. Sugar no longer has any effect on me, but it'll be other behaviors that cause me to pervert and distort and narrow my life so that I can escape into the false and isolating world and self-hating world and fearful world of food. And when I read this paragraph, even though it's been many years since I've had a compulsive overeating binge, well, not that many maybe, um, but years at least, I feel so deeply what it was like. And even though I was mostly a binge starve eater for only eight years of my life, The memory of this pain, as Bill shares it, where had been my high resolve, is so strong. And I hope I never lose it, because I always remember what it was like to try and fail. And all the things helped me. The steps helped me. The fellowships helped me. The tools helped me. And I guess awareness of the first step, that I could not do it if I relied only on my own considerably large brain but it was so large that it was brilliant at getting misguided. So this paragraph just reminds me of pain, and it reminds me of all the resolves I had that I broke, and it makes me grateful that I no longer have to walk into a proverbial bar by myself and be alone with this disease because I have all these people around me, and we're all pulling for each other's recovery. Thanks for letting me share, and thanks for leading the meeting.
6: I pass.
0: Thanks, Fran. Okay, Christina O. Your turn.
6: Hi, my name is Christina O. And uh, I'm not recovered. I, uh, I thank you, Craig, for your service. Um, I'm in relapse, <coughs> struggling, and um, I, instead of staying silent in my little ap- apartment and wishing I was part of a group, I, I just decided that I would. I would identify myself and speak my truth. I I had about seven days of abstinence and then went out yesterday um, for uh, as trivial a reason as Bill does. And um, I'm just distraught today, uh, but so far had a weighed and measured breakfast and um, getting back on the horse and I just... Thank God for this vision meeting that I can go to every morning. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Christina. I'm glad you're here. Ida A, your turn.
11: Hey, good morning, Craig. Good morning, fellow visionaries. Thank you all for being here. Um, Ida grateful compulsive overeater in very chilly Northern British Columbia, but I have a warm meeting and I love all of you and I love the big book and thank you for bringing it alive. Renewing my resolve, I, 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 I have led the show. I have played God. I have tried again for 50 years. I have what it takes this time, and I kept failing, and I didn't see that I kept failing. I kept telling myself I could manage better next time. Of course I did. Half a century. I am such a slow learner. Binging, restricting, purging, binging, restricting, purging, geographic changes. And so today I see that the courage to do battle is about the courageous act of surrendering, of admitting defeat. I, I, I kind of define courage as, as doing something that frightens me. And I have spent the bulk of my life frightened to tell anyone who I was, frightened to live authentically in this world, and food just took the edge off until it didn't, but I kept thinking it would. So for today, I renew my resolve to lean into program practicing honesty and willingness. I have a beloved dog, a little tiny, my first appetizer. I always had big dogs. And Lucy's on her last chapter. And and it's devastating me. And my mother's now with hospice. I got two jobs. My mother's three planes away. I don't know how to do both deaths well, but I know food isn't the answer and and i know that i can take all of this to my creator i have a posse of fellas who accept me who help me who support and love me and just for today i get to kick isolation to the curb and i that's not a strong muscle of mine but but i can do that today isolation doesn't have to live with me because i have you i have fellowship the connection and I know how to surrender now. Surrender is on my plate. Wow. I'm richly blessed. Thank you all for being here. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Ida. Okay, Nancy T., your turn. Thank
8: you, Craig. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. You know that, those first three words, renewing my resolve? Oh, my gosh, that resolve. It was so strong. And I meant it. By God, I meant it every single time I believed my resolve. I was going to do it, and here's how I was going to do it. You know, um, I did just brought out the I. I was going to do it. I tried again. That um, second three words, the tried, I tried. I realize now when I'm trying, it means I'm controlling. I am trying to control the situation so that I can get on top of this thing one more time. And I... I every single time I ended up back in the food and it's because of the rest of this paragraph, some time would pass. And then you get that, it calls it cocksureness. here. One of the things I call it is complacency. I get to a certain point, I'm clean for a certain period of time. And then that old belief that after a period of time, I'm gonna be okay. Okay, I got this. I think Allison used those words, I got this in her share. Whenever I hear myself say, I got this, I better run. Um, and get on my knees and start praying because that's me trying to control the situation again. And control is as much of a problem for me as the compulsive eating is. What I finally had to do is surrender. You know, I can't keep trying. When I'm trying, I'm doing it my way. When I surrender, I'm willing to do it God's way. Um, but that complacency is my danger zone. I have to live today in 10, 11, and 12 every single day of the week. And if I don't, then complacency sets in and then I'm in trouble because then I start thinking about, oh, I could probably eat that now. It's been long enough. And that's just the beginning of that mental twist. And once that mental twist starts, we all know what it leads to every single time. It will eventually demand that I pick up um, the bite and eat again. And then there goes that terrible motion all over again. And I'm going to be just like Bill here in no time. I'm going to be beaten on the restaurant table asking myself, how did it happen this time? And then that age old, oh, well, I already ate. I might as well bench my brains out now and I'll get back on track tomorrow. I can't count how many times I've said those very same words, Um, sometimes to myself, sometimes to people who are around me. I get to the point and I just don't care I am so grateful I don't have to live like that for today for today I will surrender to my higher power this morning which I've already done and I will work with others and I will do step tens when they're necessary and um, that way I can be assured to stay right where I am today thank you very much for letting me share I hope
7: you all have a wonderful day
0: thank you Nancy okay next we'll have Vasa O followed by Cassie K.
7: Thank you, Craig, for your service. I'm VASA, grateful, recover compulsive over here, calling from Florida. And I just did not know what I did not know before I came to the program, the 12 steps. And I did struggle with the food for 25 years of my life. For me, it was like from 15 till I was 21 years old. And I love this part right here. As the whiskey rose to my head, I told myself I would manage better next time, but I might as well get good and drunk then. And I did. And I tried to control so, so many times, you know, all the different diets that I tried. It's not like I didn't try. I did it over and over, and I'd have some sobriety, you know, a week or two, a few days or whatever. But by the time I found program, I couldn't even put it down for one day. It was just getting so progressive. And I'm just so glad glad I was led into Overeaters Anonymous. And this was the thing. I remember saying, well, I did so good. Now I get on the scale, lost a couple pounds. Oh, and I would reward myself with the food. And then the remorse comes. What did you do, Vasa? Why did you do that, you know? And I'd say, oh, I would do I'll do better tomorrow. I will start this again another time. And, and not, none of it, nothing came till I was ready and willing to surrender to whatever, higher power, the 12 steps, the program, the tools. I will do whatever it takes. I just don't want to go back into the food. And I'm just so grateful that I did. And it was not easy it was not easy to put those certain things that i loved to eat and to get the effects of them and um, and i've been doing this now for many 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 years and it's you know it's not just with the food i don't surrender with just the food i could see how my my higher power was helping me with the food and gradually i started surrendering with my my life and my will and I, I had no control. God is in control of my life today. And therefore, because God is in control, I have a better control. He gives me the power. He gives me the strength to go on. Thank you for letting me share and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa. Next, we have Cassie Kay.
4: Thank you, Craig, for your service. This is Kathy Kay, Recovered in Boston. And, you know, this paragraph is one I never want to forget. Um, I didn't realize when I first came to OA um, what a chip I had on my shoulder. Um, I thought that because I didn't have a lot of weight to lose that I wasn't as uh, sick as my fellows, and so uh, abstinence would come easier to me. And that was just uh, such twisted thinking, and I had to experience over and over again periodic binging um, until I became sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, And then the next obstacle I came up against is I really... I really did not know how to surrender. I did not know how to let go of my control. Um, And the only thing that um, helped me really was to begin studying the first three steps uh, as they're laid out in the big book. And my sponsor and Recovered Fellows helped me to practice surrender one step at a time. At one point, a sponsor asked me to write down on an index card what I could do when I started obsessing about food or having an idea that I could have just one of those that were on my red list. And um, so I made a list. And while God, Go to God was on my list, it was not something I was very good at, um, but I could pick up the phone and I could um, take a bath and I could go for a walk. The, you know, I came up with a list of things in order to interrupt my uh, hand-to-mouth habit, and that was the beginning of abstinence for the long term. And I have to say, even today, um Very, very infrequently, I will have a thought that maybe a little bit more food, um, even abstinent food, uh, would be okay. Um, And I still go back to my list of things to do because usually um, my higher power or a fellow will help me remember who I am and what will happen um, if I go outside the boundaries of my food plant. So th- it's great to be reminded of the the um, false thinking that always preceded that first spike. And with that, I pass.
0: Okay. Thank you, Cassie. Okay, now we're going to open up the floor again. I'd like to remind you again that we're trying to uh, hear a variety of voices on the line. And we'd Madam? like to... Uh, We'd like to uh, have people that have shared in the last two days uh, hold back and allow new voices to be heard. So um, uh, with that, I'm going to open the floor up for people that haven't shared in the last two days. Matt M.
10: Jennifer, M. Jennifer W. M. Carrie
0: Matt M. M. Christina L. Hey, just say your name Christina once M. and stop, please. Keisha L.
9: Terry N. Jennifer W.
0: Alright, I have I have Jennifer W., Tisha L, Terry N.
12: Matt M. Cindy M. Allie A?
0: Cindy M. Al who Matt is that? M.
12: Allie? Sally A. Sally A. Lola N.
0: Who is that? N? What?
11: Lola N.
0: Lola N. Okay, I have Jennifer W., Tisha L., Terry N., Cindy M., Sally A., and Lola N. Okay, I want to remind everybody that we're sharing on uh, page five, the sixth paragraph, renewing my resolve. Please focus your share on that. Jennifer, go. Let's go.
1: Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay.
13: Uh, I'm Jennifer, a compulsive overeater from Sweden, Stockholm, Sweden, and um, thank you so much for the meeting. I'm really grateful that I found a vision for you and um, renewing my resolve and try it again. I mean, I've been doing that for so long, trying again all over and over, and I realized that my way of thinking is not really the best way of thinking. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been here. And and I can see that is when it's the food I have a, like a pretty different way of seeing things with my food, I try and try, but I can't. And then if my food is better, there are other things that I sort of try to like, I get mentally obsessed with things, I get really worried and 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 my relief is to eat. So it's like a, a a negative cycle. And I'm very happy to have started step one now. And it was super powerful. I, I really feel that I am a compulsive overeater. I have this mental obsession. I have a physical allergy. So when I eat, I can't stop. And I'm really, really happy that you all are out there because I feel that I wanna be part uh, for the first time in my life, really be part um, of this uh, sort of like OA and, and this community, and I'm very very happy for that. So um, I um, I'm looking forward to continue my my doing my steps and and to to listen more to the big book. So
14: thanks so much.
0: Thank you, Tisha L. You're up, please
14: hi this is keisha l
0: oh keisha i'm sorry
14: no problem um i am a compulsive recovering eater in long island new york my first time sharing i've been on the meetings for about six weeks now and i'm very very grateful to have found uh these meetings i am a 32 year in and out of oa relapser and I have been abstinent now for nearly 60 days. I am extremely grateful. Um, This paragraph, what it reminds me of in my careers of going in and out are various um, ways that I have attempted to, in my own strength, conquer this disease. And I just started making a list so I could help, I could remember um, renewing my resolve, I tried again. Confidence began to be replaced by cocksureness. So for me, that looked like weight watchers, fenfen, Fen, the cabbage diet, the Atkins diet, the only soup diet, the metafast diet, exercising daily for an hour and a half, fasting for 40 days, liquid diets, and finally surgery. I had the sleeve surgery and lost about 65, 70 pounds. And as I slowly began to gain it back, when I got up to 20 pounds, again, it came to me, what is wrong with you? That was my beating my head, my hand at the bar and saying, how did I do this again? But here I am. And now I'm back. I'm excited. I'm very happy. I needed a way of doing this program that had depth and weight, and I'm finding that in a vision for you. So thank you for listening, and thank you for being here.
0: Thank you. Okay, we'll have Terry N. followed by Cindy M.
9: Good morning, everyone. This is Terry N. calling from New Jersey. So grateful to be here and for the opportunity to share. Wow, I I just so relate to this part so much. Um, you know, I knew I knew what would happen if I picked up certain substances. I I absolutely knew what would happen and I did it anyway. Um and I would always, you know, make that decision again and renew my resolve I and mean, I was gonna do better this time or I I was just would think that I could and I'd have periods of where I wasn't eating the substances that made me binge and I would have these periods of um, where I didn't eat these certain foods and that was just not a good thing because that just made me think that I had some kind of control when I never really did and I thought always thought that I could fight this and I couldn't and this is what to me this is the the mental obsession they're talking about the the mental obsession that even though I didn't have these substances in my system I would always go back always go back the mental obsession would always take me back to the food and today by the grace of God and the program of recovery in this book i no longer try to fight this disease i can't fight this disease i do not have the power the strength i cannot fight this disease i had to surrender i had to give up and i had to follow this program and get a connection with god because there's the power lack of power that was my problem and god gives me the power today and today i don't have to fight And that's the miracle. The miracle is that I no longer have to struggle at neutrality around the food and an opportunity to continue to learn and grow in this program and for that, I am incredibly grateful. Thank you so much for letting me share and I pass.
0: Thank you, Terry. Next we have Cindy M. gonna be followed by Sally A.
15: Good morning, my fellows. This is Cindy, recovered compulsive overeater in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, this all the shares so far are just repeating what I mean. They're just explaining my ex- exact experience. Um, I did. I I would try to resist the food, and I remember in OA I had um, a, a person who was like had lost a lot of weight and had a lot of recovery you know I called her and I said I am trying so hard not to eat the foods I'm not supposed to eat but I just can't I just give in and she said you need you need to stop using your willpower and start using God's power and you need to surrender and I just was like I don't know what you mean I think I am surrendering I see I can't handle this and she said well you have to stop trying you have to know that you cannot touch these foods and and you have to agree with god you know you can't touch these foods and um and you have to give them up you just have to let them go and i i didn't get that i really still didn't get that for the longest time and um and every time i would eat again i would just do just what bill um says here I just would do the exact same thing he did, and my resolve would come back and um I really had to very carefully figure out what foods were uh causing this problem because some of the foods I was eating didn't cause it directly, and so it wouldn't be that food that I would want. it would just open me up to want other foods that that did that I knew would would um would trigger me. I had one food that uh, I kept thinking, well, this time I'll be able to have one or two of them. And I would start and then not be able to stop. So <laughs> I am just so grateful for um, the vision line and uh, the big book. I never, I had never read any of the big book before that. Or if I had, I thought, why are we reading about alcoholics? I'm not an alcoholic. I'm a f- compulsive food eater. And um, and now, since I've studied it with vision and, and I've done uh, the steps with a, a vision sponsor, oh, my goodness, real recovery has happened. And I don't, I don't think about food all day. I, don't, uh, I, I know I don't want any of those foods that cause me a problem. So I'm so grateful to be on the meeting and to have the opportunity to share. And thank you for your service and i pass thanks for listening
0: okay thank you all right next up we have sally a followed by lola n good,
12: good morning everyone my name is sally a i'm a compulsive overeater in new jersey i'm um, i i do not think there's any coincidences this is exactly where i needed to be and what i needed to read and 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 what i needed to hear from all of you um I had difficulty with the food last night during the Super Bowl, and um, although, you know, of course, I thought I had my resolve, and um, the part about the confidence, you know, that I discovered is a character defect of mine, is thinking I got something when I really don't, and um, that's a hard pill to swallow, and and I, I told myself I would manage better next time, but I might as well get good and drunk, well, thank God that's the only part that did not happen, and I think that's how I know I'm slowly recovering is because I didn't you know throw the baby out with the bath water, which I normally do or normally did a long time ago my um my comparison with my brother you know is what helps me get through this um with some 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 semblance of sanity because i would get so angry at him for for going out and using drugs and heroin after such horrible consequences going to jail getting assaulted in jail you know having a criminal record you know all these things and he would still go out there and use and i i just never understood that but then here i am standing over 200 pounds still thinking i can have certain foods you know it's the same exact insanity and i know that it's a disease and i know that um i can't do this alone and i'm so grateful for everyone's shares and reminders you know i cannot believe how easy it is for me to forget it's like it's, i don't i feel like this disease is like a jokester a demonic force in my brain like it's i need my higher power i need all of you i just it's so baffling it's unbelievable but anyway i'm so grateful i have all of you <clears throat> thank you so
16: much and have a great day everybody
0: Okay, thank you, Sally. Lola N., your turn.
16: Hi, this is Lola N., Compulsive Eater from New York, and I'm so glad to be speaking. I've listened to Vision podcasts and online while I was going to work, but now I've been laid off a couple of months ago, and it's so good to be able to uh, be live on the meeting. And I really related to this section i 've been abstinent for about uh, five years, following the big book, although not specifically vision mm-hmm. for you and the the cocksureness um, and in a challenging time, I find that i 'm so tempted to eat things on the edge of my food problem. I'm sorry, of my food program. And it has been such a gift to have the program and really connect with God, because like others, for decades, I tried again and again. I would eat well through lunchtime, then middle of the afternoon, I would eat something which I now realize I had an allergy to, it would throw it off. So I would, you know, eat for the rest of the night and and start again. And I thank God that now I can observe myself starting to do things that aren't God's will and to pause and to ask if it's God's will for me to eat something. And that power of the pause is so helpful because I left to my will and I trying so hard and I tried desperately hard to the best of my ability for decades. It was only when I surrendered and when I can turn it to God that God does for me what I can't do for myself. And I'm just so grateful to have this program and the incredible recovery and vision for you. I pass.
0: Okay. Thank you, Lola. Um, All right. Now we're just going to open the floor up for people who would like to share on this. It's time for a few more.
17: Harlan G. Melissa C. C. All
0: right. Linda D. Har- from
18: Connecticut. Ramona A. All
0: right. I've got Harlan, Melissa, and Ramona. Linda D.
18: From Connecticut.
0: Linda D. Madam. I got Matt. All right. I think that's probably we may not have time for all those, so let's give it a go. Harlan, go ahead.
17: Thank you, Craig. And thank you for your service. I'm Harlan G. I'm up in the pneumonia dome up here in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Taking a look at the bottom of page five, renewing my resolve. In other words, he's going to buck up on his own willpower. He tried again. We've seen Bill going on and off these diets, what we would call a diet. And let's take a look. He says, I had what it takes. One day I walked into a cafe to telephone. Notice how he's setting himself up. And how many times did I set myself up? They had a phone at the barber shop. They had a phone at the auto repair place. They had a phone at the dry cleaner. He has to go in and make a call at the cafe because he's already rehearsing his excuse for Lois. Oh, I was just in there to make a call and somebody bought me a drink. Well, let's take a look at what's going on here. What caused Bill to take the first drink after everything that we've read in terms of his consequences from drinking was the mental twist. The buildup of human emotions catapulted him into a situation where he needed that drink, wanted that drink, and was willing to do whatever it took to get that drink because he couldn't stand the pain of not drinking, what caused him to forget that he had moved in with his in-laws? What caused him to forget the Cherry Hill, New Jersey business deal that had collapsed? What caused him to forget the humiliation of promising Lois countless times that he was going to quit was the mental blank spot. And what took over once he took the first drink, as the whiskey rose to my head, I told myself I would manage better next time, but I might as well get good and drunk then, and I did, was the physical allergy. And how many times have we as compulsive overeaters, or I as a compulsive overeater, I'll speak for myself, have I gone through this process, suffering, humiliation, suffering, degradation, suffering physical and emotional pain from compulsive overeating, and yet I can't sit in my seat because I'm waiting for the pizza delivery man to bring me my poison. What is the only thing that would have stopped Bill in, its, in his tracks was a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps which he didn't know about then, but he's going to find out pretty soon if you just keep, keep coming back. But the bottom line is the only way that Bill would have stopped that process is through working the steps, having a spiritual awakening. And I'm going to go back to shivering up here in Boulder, Colorado. Same bat time tomorrow, same bat channel. Thanks.
0: Thanks, Harlan. Okay, Melissa, your turn.
1: Hi, Craig. Thank you so much for your service. It's
19: Melissa C. Recovered, compulsive overeater in New York. And, you know, it's just, when I think about this disease of compulsive overeating, um, this paragraph really illustrates it because, and and how full of self-deception, you know, it, it causes us to be, causes me to be. That I believe that I got this thing under control. You know, all all it took for me was to lose 10 pounds and I think suddenly I'm cured. You know, all it took for me was um 5 days. I could go Monday through Friday and think, well, hey, maybe I'm making too much of this problem. Um, you know, and I would forget the fact that um a week ago I was crying, saying, you know, Monday, that's it, I'm changing my life. But by Friday, I think I got this thing under control. You know, and that's, that's one level of danger. And then the other is, you know, and then when I'm eating, when I pick up that bite, my disease continues to lie to me, telling me that I'm making a decision that, you know what, I may as well eat whatever I want now, as, as if I have a choice. Like, once I put that food in my mouth, my experience is I have no choice, you know, but the disease tells me, I think, to convince me, you know, to give me a, a couple of days, you know, of, of, of binging in peace. It, it, I can eat peacefully when I believe that, you know, I'm going to do this, you know, because I've already blown it anyway. So I may as well eat whatever I want, and then I can, uh, then I can start on Monday all over again, and, and that's a lie. You know, that's a complete lie. I've never been able to do it. And, you know, I love years ago somebody at a Weight Watchers meeting, you know, leader was trying to illustrate um, that you can get right back on again. You can eat a little extra and get right back on. Of course, her audience, you know, included me, and I'm a compulsive overeater, so that didn't apply. And she said it's like if you broke a glass while you were doing the dishes. You know, you a normal person cleans up the mess and continues on. Well, I'm a compulsive overeater, so if I break a glass, you know, I think like if I eat an extra bite, I'm smashing every glass I have in my house. Because I have no choice. That's what the disease says to me. That's, that's what it means to have the allergy. And, yeah, the only solution is entire abstinence and a spiritual solution. Thank you with that. I'll pass.
0: All right. Thank you. Okay. We have um, like six minutes or so, and we've got three people. So if we could cut it down a little tight, I'd appreciate it. I also want to give the share ID for today is 12498. I should have given that earlier. 12498. All right. Ramona.
20: Hi, uh, Craig. This is Ramona A. from Vermont, Uh uh, recovered. Are you hearing me? Yes. Okay. Okay, thanks. Um, Yes, I can cut it a little short, but this resonates so much with me because when I first came into OA, I worked the steps like crazy. I lost the weight. I was sponsoring and that went on well for a few years, four or five years. And then I, I really thought, okay, things are okay, but I didn't even Think about it, really. I just got involved in another process, started a business, etc. And uh, then as I went through that, you know, the meetings stopped, all the work stopped. And uh, I would say when I was traveling, well, you know, this is what's offered now, and so this is what I'll eat. Well, needless to say... I was, at the end of a few years of that, heavier than I'd ever been, gained more weight than I ever had, but I, I felt ashamed to go back to OA, and so I tried an outside thing, and sure, that worked to lose the weight, but it certainly didn't work for a compulsive overeater, so back in, you know, to OA, but then I did lose weight. I did work some steps. I went to meetings, et cetera, but I... Still was pretty complacent, and it wasn't until just a few years ago that I actually began to see. You know, I'd, I'd had one spiritual experience to let go of the sugar, and that was fine, you know, but I began to see that I wanted it back. I was kind of on a prolonged vacation, and um stress and I began to eat and there were more began to binge and I knew something had to change and so I did really really work the 12 steps again through through the big book and Have the abstinence and have the healing and have the true spiritual awakening experience where food has become neutral and it never was before so yeah, I went a little bit beyond where Bill was at that point in time, but just to say I've been there, and it was so true. So I passed. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you. Uh, Linda, Linda A. Linda? It's
18: Linda D. from Connecticut.
0: Oh, Linda D. I am sorry. Go ahead, Linda. That's
18: okay, great. Morning, everybody. It's Linda D. I'm recovered uh, miraculously in Connecticut five years and almost two months five years and two months so why am I on the line why are any of these people on the line if you've recovered you're successful Uh, that was yesterday and everything people have said I've experienced that and today I wake up and it's a really big deal if I decide And really it isn't a decision is it going to be god's way or does linda have the agenda and know how to live today i mean i have success in many ways in my life some ways no but in some many ways beyond my wildest dreams so how come i'm here because this is the only thing that works and i don't have a better idea and i'm five years and almost two months old five-year-olds don't don't need to be in traffic alone without God. They don't know what they're doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm listening to you because it's the truth. I've lived it. God is real. God is within. And if I'm not listening and doing what I'm told to do when I'm told to do it, I'm in deep shit. Thanks. I pass.
0: All right. Thank you. All right, Matt. We've got about a minute. Thank
10: you. This is Adam Plus, somebody from New Jersey. I just wanted to share that I know what it's like to be totally hopeless and pin and uh, in the disease. I've been in that, been in relapse for years. I gained a lot of weight, almost 700 pounds. I know what it's like to go on a diet constantly, over and over again, and try to feel that sense of relief, which you don't get. You know, right? thank God for the grace of God that I'm working on my recovery district today, one day at a time. And I can say that I'm not supposed to be overeating for today. And all I have is today, this is a disease of more. It's a disease of isolation. And I totally understand Bill, like setting yourself up what he did, going into that cafe like that. I've done that multiple times before, said I'm just going to go in to do this, I'm just going to go in to do that, and winding up in places I know I shouldn't be. So I'm just grateful just for today. I don't have to get involved with the debating society. I can just stick with what I know is what works for me and uh, call my sponsor, come to the meetings, call and make outreach calls, just stick where it works and stick with the litters. Oh
0: dadily pass, thank you. All right. Thank you, Matt. All right. Uh that uh, uh thank you everyone who shared today. Uh please join us in a second record unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today is one two four nine eight, and uh today's date is February fourth. I think I said fifth at the beginning, but today's February fourth. And uh, so now we're going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Well, uh, Martha Z, uh, please read from a vision for you, please.
21: Thanks, Craig. This is Martha Z, recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. You realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.